Flagship podcast of the Carpe GM Network. Does that make you the captain? Um, yeah. Where's my hat? Um, um, hang on, hang on. I have a hat. <laughs> There's a, a an old Popeye costume. Steve, yeah, uh, under the sink, bottom right. Yeah, yeah. Only you, Mac. That's not a hat. That's uh, bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it. All right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was a real struggle for him to get out of that chair. All right. Very exaggerated. Oh, oh. Holy shit, wow. he has a hat under, <laughs> the sink. under the sink. What in the hell? All right. Oh, it's a pimp hat. Even better. Captain of the good ship Love Bug. Yeah. <laughs> what I have here is a purple, wide brimmed, like, pimp hat. Uh, leopard there, print. Is, uh, yeah, purple yeah. leopard print with gold trim. Is there a feather? No. Oh, should be a feather. And it was under Max Sink. And it was under Max Sink. We'll get sink, you a feather so. in your cap Thanks. pretty soon. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So uh, now that I'm outfitted, I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mac. And uh, this is our Halloween episode. Woo! <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start off with a couple of announcements. Obviously, step one, check out the website. We got a new uh, layout to the website. We actually have the Carpe Gym Network up and running. We got five different shows on there. Uh, subscribe to and check them out. You may find something you like. If you are a podcaster or interested in podcasting, get a hold of me. We'll see what we can do. Maybe we can work something out. Everyone's welcome here. Just <laughs> hey, come on over. It really <laughs> is, man. It's it's all about uh, cross promotion and making sure the the word is out on all of our individual projects and and uh, anything anything that uh, creative people want to do. I want to help support it. Nice. No doubt. <laughs> you know, woodworking, Scientology, hey, you wanna, whatever. You wanna, Steve, you want to do a woodworking podcast? We can find a room for you. It's what's your geek It's man. appropriate that as captain, he's wearing a pimp hat because he is whoring this network out. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so instead of a first mate, do you have a bottom bitch? <laughs> I love that that entered the vernacular. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> relatively sure that's not going to make it into the show. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So... Um, also, we have our uh, Game Store Weirdos contest that's been going on for a while. I know we haven't really been promoting it. It's been uh, been kind of a rough time. We've had a, a rough patch with getting episodes out and getting together to record. I've had some. I've been sick. I've had some dental problems. We've had some other guys that had other things going on. Uh, so the last month or month and a half or so have been pretty rough to get together. But uh, we're going to try to fix that now, and uh, we got some plans to put some more content out on the feed. You got some gold caps. I got. I got a yeah. gold cap. Yeah. It's time to turn the page. I don't. I don't hate you anymore. We've moved past that. <laughs> That's good. Is that, a, is that a song you're doing? <laughs> it's time to. Are turn you writing the lyrics right? Are you going to show up with like a? Uh, I a, am a gold grill. I write the next lyrics time? for Bruno Mars songs. I prefer platinum. <laughs> Can anybody test, tell test. me who the hell is Bulldog? Is that a Bulldog? Yeah, I'm seeing him in stuff, but I've never heard. Are of you him. talking about? Pitbull? Pitbull, that guy. <laughs> Bulldog. <laughs> I, well, what? Okay. No, that's, no, that's, a, that's a very you pressing question. sounded like either a 50-year-old male. Yeah, he's an immigrant And now uh, he's son. Mr. Immigrant Worldwide, Mr. International is what he goes by. Wow. And he um, 
he wears sunglasses because you don't want to see like that he's 45 and like not relevant and um <laughs> not, yeah, he's not like, even he's like, the, he's like the party guy he's like yeah. the kool-aid guy he pops up out of nowhere oh, yeah. and no one knows where he came from and now he's extremely popular in everybody's music I, i've never even heard a song by him that i know of. no uh he did that uh hotel motel holiday Inn. Ne- you never remember <laughs> that one nope he didn't go to prom i listened to, uh i'm way older than you Oh, that's right. <laughs> so when you went to prom, it was like, uh, I had the time of my life. Yeah, um, that, yeah. Total eclipse of the heart. Yeah, basically the, basically the, the, the soundtrack from every John Cusack movie you've ever heard of. Oh, great. Yeah. So, uh, room 1408. Whoa. All right. You took that a weird place. That's the only like. Is it that's weird the that's only the John Cusack movie it's you can a, think of. It's the first high movie. fidelity. I, I was thinking like high fidelity, gross point blank. Oh yeah, like, yeah. never must, seen those. Must love dogs. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. Was he in any of the Home Alone movies? Serendipity was that him? <laughs> Serendipity was yeah. him. Was he in Predator? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should be. Put Adrian Brody in there. Everybody Otherwise, should put John Cusack yeah, in there. All right, this thing's gotta go. That's like wearing a f-ing poodle on my head. Ha! <laughs> 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 All right, so as I started to say about um, our Game Store Weirdos contest, we haven't really promoted it very well, but guess what? It's ending. You need to get your entries in by November 4th. Uh, that's a Monday. We will record that day, and I will check the email just before we record to give everybody down to the last minute the chance to get in on this. And once again, we're just it was just kind of a throwaway thing in the middle of an episode. We did uh, We were talking about Game Store Weirdos. And um, I, I said we'd give a $10 drive through RPG gift certificate and uh, the opportunity to have your own episode of the GameCast. So if you want in on that, make sure you get your entries in by November 4th. You know, maybe they're holding out for more money. Maybe this is like the union negotiations <laughs> in San Francisco. Well, I, I got some stuff in the works. I mean, like, it, our podcast went down because of the government shutdown. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe our listeners are all ask me workers. Like, That's funny. I think that's it for announcements. Why don't we uh, take a quick break, come back, and we'll uh, talk about what's on our horizon. All right. Steve, what's been on your horizon? Well, recently I accidentally saw Gravity, the new Sandra Bullock. <laughs> accidentally? Yeah. Did you see it in the theater? Yeah, I saw it in IMAX. Was it? I liked it. Yeah? I, yeah. I think it's going to be a fun the, watch. The trailers for that movie practically gave me a panic attack. Like, yeah, I bet. <clears throat> I see, here's the thing. Like, I don't really, I don't really have TV anymore, so I don't okay. really see like TV spots or anything that much anymore. I mean, I have internet so i basically have tv i, I saw the trailers before uh, yeah. other movies i've seen so like i'm kind of behind the times with like trailers and tv spots somewhat but we got to see a really cool desolation of smog trailer and yeah. imax 3d before it also oh is cool. that the new one yeah that yeah. one looks really yeah. cool like i thought it was, like yeah. oh man the way he voices smog it's gonna be great yeah it sounds it looks and seems like it's gonna be pretty good i actually haven't yeah. seen the trailer for Desolation is oh, smoke yet. Does he sound like the most British man in the world? 
he sounds like the most British dragon yeah. in the world. Yeah. Okay, because that's the most British name ever given yeah. to yeah. 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 And you can totally tell it's him. So like, you know, he kind of. <laughs> I feel like he's going to bring his personality. Hopefully yeah, it's, not the it's, same personality just, as Khan. It's just Khan as a dragon. <laughs> yeah. So is it like it's fine, whatever? Like uh, <laughs> Dragonheart. There was no mistaking that. Sean Connery. Yeah. Sean Connery was the dragon. <laughs> yeah. His way. There. Like they even like oh, made his face into yeah. the into he's, the He's the speaking of the slowly dragon. and a little serpenty. Yeah, it's way more like, produced than Dragonheart. All right, that's yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> Dragonheart, they actually added uh animation into the mouth to make it explainable that he was talking with like a regular voice. And it looked huh. like the jowls would move back and forth. His face around it looked like it his didn't face. actually have like they don't have flat faces, so they can't yeah. really round to make an O. But they would have the jowls expand anyway to to do the visual for the making of an O sound. But I think Dragonheart would have been a better movie if it had just been Sean Connery like standing on the thing, like standing on the sand instead of actual CGI dragon. I think that would have been hilarious. Like Sean Connery just, just acting like a dragon. He's just doing the like running with the stag thing from from yeah. Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking Dragonheart was a sequel to Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible and, sequel to and, Braveheart. And at the time, I thought it was better. That's Where does this fit in the storyline? So that was King Edward the Second. No, Where's this? Like, they both had hard. Where in was it. the ones with dragons? Was that? Oh my Henry god! II? The 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 prince from Braveheart is the little redheaded kid that that took the heart of the, of the dragon in Dragonheart. See, there you go. There's the connection there. There is connection. Like, and he also happens to have the hands down the funniest face I've ever seen on film. <laughs> when the king throws his lover out the window, and like he in Braveheart, he, the king throws his lover out the window, and like he runs over and looks down the face <laughs> that he has. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I'd rewind and watch that on VHS. Oh my god! I seem to remember he's horrified and then mostly just huffy. Yeah, that was it. He was yeah. horrified and then bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what like, oh my god, well, I never. All in the same... Well, those yeah, are like the expression. stages of grief, right? You know? <laughs> Horrified. You, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so that went far. How was Gravity, Steve? It was good. <laughs> Were there more than two actors in the entire movie? Technically, no. It was just Sandra Bullock and... Uh, George go. Clooney. That's a couple well, of solid that's actors. A, that's a step up from Moon. <laughs> hey, Moon's good, too. I, I like know, Moon. I love yeah. that movie, yeah. If you're yeah. only going to have a couple of actors, that's a solid group. He he did that one, too, right? It's Alfonso Cuaron or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I guess. He did Moon, didn't he? Yeah. I, I thought Moon was great, actually. I, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think that the guy who did Gravity is the guy who did Moon, and this, and this guy is David Bowie's son. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of relevant, I guess. Wow. It says Sandra Bullock to George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good movie. Wow, it's been a while. I just since we sat down, all, everything's a reference now because, like, it's been we're, we're seeing things through the lens of time past that we haven't sat down at the table. So now you're mentioning David Bowie's son, and I'm thinking about showing Tyler David Bowie's fame. <laughs> Which he had never heard that I explained to him as the oh, most man. obnoxious David Bowie song ever written. It was the best. <laughs> it stuck with me for a while. <laughs> now it's back with me again. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Um, so, uh, Gravity, go see it. Yeah, and the whole time I was kind of thinking about like David Bowie music. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. Be like the Wizard of Oz, world, huh? like, like, because it's really like up. heroic sort of. 
ending, I guess, even though Sandra Bullock's just kind of trying to like save herself. Did you just store, did you just uh, spoil spoil everything there? I didn't spoil anything. There's two people in the movie. Like, what could happen? She doesn't float (laughs) off and die. That's. It's a good depiction well, of like she does. You don't know. it's yeah. it's the most belie- like believable de- depiction of outer space, I guess. Be- but I mean, it's still Hollywood, Neil deGrasse Titan. You know? uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, he's probably like up uh, in arms against it. Well, he was tweeting like "good movie," but uh, right, and then like tweeted fact after fact after fact that was wrong mm-hmm. with it. Apparently, he was doing this while watching it. Like they they talk about that like they're moving between the International Space Station and Mirror or whatever, <laughs> but in fact, those are like millions of miles yeah. apart. They talk about that like. Uh, they have, uh, they're only so many miles up, but, but communications are interfered with or whatever, but satellites are in fact way further out than that and wouldn't have any problem. Like, it's cool to watch, man. See it in IMAX 3D and, All right. and nice. see that Desolation of Smog trailer. We have, yeah, for, but- for, for, for listeners not from the area here in St. Louis, we have, uh, at the St. Louis Science Center, there's an Omnimax, which is like an IMAX. Uh, it's like 70 millimeter film. Right. Something. But it's, it, yeah, it uses an elevated projector and a hemispherical screen. Yeah. The, the, the screen so is, it, is it, fil- it fills your field of vision. Yeah. Like you, there's nothing to either side of you, um, uh, to obst- obstruct your immersion. It, Im- it I really mirrors see gravity the shape of the eye. Yeah. It mirrors the shape of the eye so that the series of isosceles triangles that you're viewing it through are always encompassed within the film. Yeah. Within the screen. Which, when I was a kid, used to give me vertigo. Oh, my like, God. We went yeah. there when I was a kid and saw... Um, it, it was just basically a movie about the stars and constellations, and I thought yeah. I was about to throw up. I went there when I was a little kid, and I saw some... It was like the universe or something. It was narrated by Leonard Nimoy, and I can't remember exactly in what order I did this, but it like it went from the smallest subatomic particles and like kept going up and showing you like levels of complexity of the universe until it got way out to... like bigger than than galaxies and 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 out to like the 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 energy death uh, edge of the of the universe and then when it got all the way out there and it had described everything along the way it just went and that's you know our universe or whatever and then zoomed in all in one like one gigantic like two minute long motion and it was just like what it again, mommy. There's always that moment in the, in the Omnimax movies. You'd be, I saw a movie about uh, sharks, and then it had like a moment yeah. like that, like, no, nah, here's the bottom of the ocean. I, I saw one one time about the Antarctic, and some jerk cameraman had decided to shoot a bunch of stuff upside down and crap. <laughs> so like, you, you're like, you'll, it'll be like a shot of 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 the the ice or whatever, and and the point is that like it starts when it's white on white, stuff starts to blur between what is the clouds and what is the ice or whatever. And you'll hear a helicopter coming, and then the camera will like pan upward, and the the helicopter will be flying over you like. But upside down because it's actually pointed down from whatever angle he's shooting at. <laughs> Crazy, and it just—I was—I just, was literally like falling over now, like thinking, "Oh God, oh, yeah. gravity has reversed itself, and I'm—I'm di- I'm going to die." Did you see the um the like thrill seekers one where they did like hang gliding, uh, base jumping? Yeah. No, but I heard about that, and that would have screwed with <laughs> that. Me. Was my favorite, dude. That was awesome. It was terrifying, but it was good. Like it actually makes you feel G forces. It's crazy. It but does. I want to watch it's Gravity great. in that because I feel uh, like I'll poop. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty yeah. great, pretty great scenes in Gravity where uh, it. I saw it, them, like things are like three inches away from her fingers, like yeah. jumping out to grab things and like hanging. Yeah, by it's the crazy. Like yeah. it I, looks great. The scene that screwed with me is there's something where she's like drifting past a a, a, a module or whatever, and, she, and it's like three inches away from her fingers, and she just can't yeah, like grab yeah. it because like. I'm panicking. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Acting. And I mean, it's just like, 
it kind of makes you think about like, well, what happens if this astronaut like does drift off? Is it just a skeleton in a spacesuit later <laughs> until yeah. the end of time? Yeah, it works. <laughs> All right, gravity, yeah. thumbs up. He's actually IMAX, pondering it. Omnimax, <laughs> like, thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what about you? What have you been doing? Well, I've been doing the same thing I always do. I've been buying games that I can't afford. Are you are you onto the Pokemon? I have Pokemon, and I also X. have Grand Theft Auto Five. I have most American kids' Christmas at my fingertips already. That's and, what happens uh, when you're an irresponsible young adult. Yeah, and you work for your money, and then you can <laughs> spend you... money you don't have on games you shouldn't be buying. When, when you're a kid, your parents buy you games for Christmas, but then if you grow out of it, you grow up and you get a job and you buy the games yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. and now my parents are going to buy me Christmas like even. A, a coffee maker for Christmas because yeah, you know, right? there are no, no big releases I, no, around. I'm pretty there. sure I'm getting a coffee machine Dude, for Christmas. I cannot Underwear. wait. I, I'm so sick of driving to the gas station I, and getting I coffee. I now ask for socks. Nice. Yeah, and underwear. That's yeah, how you know sure. you're exactly. Exactly. They're expensive. They're I don't want to spend my own money on socks and underwear. Can Absolutely. you just get me that just, for Christmas, please? Just like pick out some shirts or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, are, are you an X man or a Y man? I could really use a big pack. Of, <laughs> I was really I'm, use a big pack of batteries, Mom. Just yeah. hook me up. <laughs> I'm forcibly an X man. Um, nice. I was. I was. <laughs> duh, duh, I duh, went. Duh, I went with Brian actually, and we each got Pokemon at the same time. And he's like, man, that. <laughs> Did you buy the different versions? Yeah, we bought the different versions. Nice. Like you know, okay. that's kind of cool. Like you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you do. And of course, what the are y- the different versions? X and Y. It's X and Y. And why? Like, like why do they? Exist? One of the, they have they just always they always that. have like there was a precedent. They said like in the original Pokemon there was blue and red, and they had different Pokemon you could catch. There were exclusives to blue, exclusives to red, but they had uh, overlapping legendaries. Anymore with the new gens of Pokemon, now they have different legendaries, so that's the incentive to buy the different nice, versions, yeah. different legendaries. And so if you each and get... this is you running around on a 3D landscape, uh, fully mutable, trying to catch these things. Yes, right. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And um... in Gold and Silver, could you get the same legendaries, but you got one of them first, and it depended on. Yeah, I think it was it was Lugia and Hoa were the different legendaries, but you could and that get was actually both of them in each games. But you got one of you, you got Lugia first if you had Silver, and you got Ho first. You might you be right no, on this, that. This There's, is for uh, the um, Game Boy three, the, the Game Boy, yeah, three D, the new 3D. one's for the 3DS. oh oh, this the new one is for the three DS, yeah. yeah. And this is the one that you can just like bump up with another three DS and 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 befriend them or whatever. Oh, it, it doesn't even have to be you. You can be in like this, you know, within the same. They like, have built-in. You can yeah. be in the same apartment complex and then like you know, give really each other uh, buffs and stuff. It's so really you cool. can fight. Oh yeah. Person oh, you and, can. I yeah. mean, I, me, and Brian's, and actually, um, Max roommate Spencer spent probably six hours. One of the first nights he came out <laughs> trading with people from J- Japan, and they have a trading, a global trading network where you can offer up a random Pokemon, and you get a random Pokemon in return. So some people are really like I, uh, generous about it and give really good Pokemon, and some people like me give out. They have specifically <laughs> trade fodder that they send to the eater. In, in Badoo, <laughs> in uh, order to get better Pokemon from these unsuspecting I Japanese bet, Pokemon kids. was out when I was younger, but I, it wasn't my thing, and I never got into it in any form. I didn't like the cartoon and play the games. I, I played Pokemon Snap or something for a little while. Yeah, that's a great game, uh, yeah. which was which was kind of fun. But that's a um, Nintendo sixty four game where you just take pictures. Oh yeah, yeah it's that game great. was retarded. Oh dude, it's great. <laughs> it was fun, man. It's so great. It. Uh, I've heard that some of the new Pokemon these days are like crazy crap. Isn't there a ghost Pokemon that like is actually? I think somebody was telling me that there's a ghost Pokemon that is a human soul that is carrying around its old face, All and right. somehow that's a Pokemon. 
I'm not like sure. horrifying crap. Yeah, I, actually, they're, I'm not very far in the game, but that sounds that sounds pretty po- messed up. There are Pokemon that are like knight-looking things, and supposedly they used to be used in armies and like fought wars against. Yeah, the right now I'm using a sword <laughs> Pokemon that's now. a ghost and a steel type, and he is a ghost like sword that's floating. Oh yeah, is that the one that turns into a shield? The, yeah, and he's yeah. like the souls of like. Fallen people in Pokemon. Right. I mean, it's. See <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Some of this stuff's getting horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're, they're talking about, like, the pre, like, Pokemon world in this game, too. Like, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, there's a, on a, speaking of Pokemon, there's a new series that just came out recently. Like, it just started coming out where it's, it's a new Pokemon cartoon, but yeah. the characters are all, like, generic. So it's actually. It's called Pokemon XY, right? Uh, I'm not sure. But it's it's actually like you're watching a cartoon that's more based off of the actual game as opposed to they like the old cartoon where they made up a bunch of characters like Misty yeah. and well yeah, I mean they were yeah. in the games yeah but, but they they made them like do stuff yeah they right. made them have personalities and stuff but this new show is just like generic kind of characters and they're all new they don't really it's not story driven like it's not character driven it's more. Uh, Event like, driven. Yeah. yeah. Event and like world yeah. driven. Circumstantial. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, the last generation had some suspect Pokemon. There was a garbage, a Pokemon that was a garbage bag and his name was Garbodor. And that's when oh. I thought they were kind of grasping at straws. They've done pretty well with this generation and not just create, like creating. I mean, I don't want to say it's not arbitrary because Gar- garbage it, Pokemon. Yeah. It, they're not, <laughs> they're not garbage bags anymore. So that's good. Oh, there was also an ice cream cone in the last generation. They haven't done any like cheesy crap like that in this gen. So. Uh, yeah, so between GTA and Pokemon, I think you're getting the best of both franchises in both games, which is not always the case with newer games, so it's uh, it's pretty exciting. So there's that, and then, of course, as I've mentioned a hundred times before, I'm always playing Dota 2. It's my favorite game in the world. All right. Somebody told me of the new Pokemon game that the villain is, like, way bigger than any of the previous villains that like previously it was like giovanni and then team whatever and team whatever and yeah like, yeah so apparently there's a meme out there on facebook or something somewhere that is uh a picture of like some men just want to you know uh uh someone some men want to control crime some men want to you know make the world beautiful some people want to and and then somebody's like and some men just want to watch the world burn because the boss in the new one apparently gets an ultimate weapon and is like threatening to destroy the world like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's i would know it would be i mean i haven't gotten to that part but i can see where it would be a little japanesey in that yeah. <laughs> respect the last one but, i the last one i played was platinum and i thought that one was pretty good oh yeah that one was definitely legit that's when i played with silver so it's been a while <laughs> and they always have like the antagonist team like team rocket team aqua team lava right and now the new one is team flare and they're all dressed like they're in a lady gaga video right hey. but the, le- the leader of team flare though wants like they want to make the world beautiful but they can't so they're just going to destroy it is one of them named rick <laughs> <laughs> does he do that when he comes out like every time you fight him if only i'm not sure i haven't gotten he, that far. does he wear booties <laughs> mac what have you been up to uh i got i got direct tv and uh that came with really cheap dvr so i've been watching just all the television all right you know we got we got fall sweeps so uh i've been uh or fall premieres i guess sweeps i've been uh, been yet, watching but... quite a bit of tv myself what are you what have you been watching are you finally I'm caught watching... up on glee <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the chicks from Glee, I believe, is now an American Horror Story coven, and I've only seen the first episode of that so far, but I like it a lot, and she's interesting in it. I think she gets raped in the first episode, so that's pretty rough, but... Yeah. Uh, Off to a good start. Definitely yeah, right? rough. 
So good old American horror story for you, you know. Um, that, that's one of the things I've been watching. Major thing I've been watching is uh, Marvel's Avengers or uh, Agents of Shield. Avengers of Shield. Mar- <laughs> Marvel's Agents of Shield. Uh, Coulson from the Avengers movie is somehow still alive, and we're uh, following the Spoilers. the zany adventures of him. <laughs> <laughs> She's just we just already did that episode. <laughs> we already did that episode. <laughs> There's already a blanket spoiler announcement on all issues of Benders. All right. Duly noted. So uh, I've been trying to give it a chance. They floated the idea of, of something zany happened to Coulson. Has anybody seen an episode? I've not I've seen, seen a single first, episode. I've seen the first episode. Okay. And you know how they're yeah. like, uh, Tyler, you know how they're like, uh, 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 he really doesn't know, does he? And all this stuff when he's telling the story about yeah. it. Yeah, I was out for like three minutes. Then they sent me yeah. to Tahiti. It's a magical place. He keeps yeah. saying it's a magical place. It's like, okay, there's a bunch of theories out there. Either... They gave him the super soldier serum. And, or he's a cyborg. Or he's, or he's vision. vision. Yeah. yeah. Um, or uh, he went to Asgard. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I they fixed him up there. Because okay. he talks about like that he met a very nice <laughs> a nurse who did not speak English and stuff. And it was like, totally could have been, you know, Asgard yeah, or whatever. Sure. So there's a bunch of theories about what he is. And they keep floating that as a general mystery. Um, they have d- basically, they've had some difficulty with doing like, I think they need... They're running into a problem of licenses, right? They can't include, include mutants because the X-Men and all the mutant properties owned by Fox or whatever. Fox, they can't yeah. include... Uh, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. They can't include Doctor Doom or a bunch of that kind of stuff, the different countries, because he's owned by, uh, I think, also Fox. And, the, and okay, then yeah, yeah. all the Spider-Man stuff is Sony. So that, Man, that just makes it really messy, doesn't it? In the third episode, they do an actual villain. They do a they do a different spin on him, it, but it's it's Graviton. It's a, it's, it's an Avengers okay. villain. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know. The episodes have been getting steadily better. It's pretty obvious that they're floating like Hydra, basically, which, which yeah. will be neat. I like the episode, the first episode, because it tied in kind of to Iron Man 3 with the, uh, yeah. what was, what's that called? The extremist. Yeah, extremist. Yeah, that virus that would make you like crazy. And, yeah, they've and done a lot of Explode if you were too, like, the first episode too has extremists in it. The second episode, they find a Hydra weapon, one of those blue laser oh, okay, things from, cool. Captain from Captain America. Captain America. All yeah. Right. The third episode, they do an Avengers villain in the fourth episode, uh, it's mostly just shield stuff. I found some of the characters in the first episode a little bit horrible. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to use a better word, but just the, the girl, the, the hacks into shield. She, she's just flat out horrible. Yeah. Uh, one redeeming value I'll give it is that it's it's funny. Like they're they're doing okay with the jokes and not taking themselves too seriously, but. Uh, it, it, some of it's too funny because some of the characters, like Sky, the chick you're talking about, is just kind of slapsticky. And she yeah. Samuel survive. L. Jackson's in yeah, the first in the, or second in the episode. End of the yeah. Second episode. They have like a callback, like they do with all the Marvel movies. Which now. which oh, wow. yeah. which backs up the idea that they're going to be having major casting in it to like right. call in people. So yeah. that's hopefully something they're going to do more often. Yeah, he's in, yeah. he's in the end of the second <laughs> episode, going two days. It took you two days to wreck this plane. Like, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I haven't checked it out. I'll wait for it to come out on DVD and I'll watch it in 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 binge. Format. I think you're watching the other show I've been watching though. Uh, yeah, actually, on my horizon, one of the things I've been watching is a show called Blacklist. Now, <laughs> a, a, a quick quick precursor about this show: all the billing on TV, all the commercials and previews that you had for it had it really, really, really looking like Hannibal Lecter. Uh, James Spader yep. plays a um, rogue CIA agent who disappeared off the face of the planet, but has still been active uh, in 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 world geopolitical crime. And um, he shows back up at FBI headquarters 
turns himself in and says, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to turn myself in, but I want us to speak to uh, this one specific girl. Uh, she's Who's a, on her first day. She, yeah, she's a brand new agent. Is, is a nobody. She's nobody. Uh, Wasn't so Jodie no- Foster nobody in Silence of the Lambs? Yep. Yes. Okay. So she's a nobody, and uh, it's her first day uh, starting starting for the FBI, and uh, this this international number one most wanted on the FBI list and so on and so forth um, is requesting to speak only to her. Uh, so there's plenty of scenes with him, like, chi- chained to a chair inside of a hyperbaric chamber almost. They, they have a special cell for him yeah. that all the walls and the ceiling back away. Yeah. I don't understand that. <laughs> okay, so so yeah. th- that's what makes it look like Hannibal Lecter. Right. Like, yeah, if he were strapped to a to a dolly with a face mask, that's the only thing that can make it look yeah. more like Hannibal Lecter. Uh, now, now the he's, first he's episode... He's very effete and very intelligent and capable, so like it's, scre- it's Max definitely of Hannibal. The... Yeah. The... The premise is that he's been a good guy this entire time. He's been, or he's been a bad guy, but now he wants to get the really, really bad he, guys. He, he went gray. They called him the concierge of crime. He, he, he dropped off the board all of a sudden and, and, and worked his way super deep into, into the criminal underworld or whatever in order to find the guys who, I think the tagline is, the guys who are so bad you don't even know they you, exist. You don't even know about them. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes in with a laundry list of people that he wants to get. Uh, and he can only do this with the help of the FBI, but they can only do it with his help. And he's only willing to talk to one agent who is this brand new chick. And so the first episode, they show him captured and incarcerated and so on and so forth. Now, I got to tell you, it really, really, really looks like Hannibal Lecter. They've, they've got him in a cell, like you mentioned, where like he's in a stationary chair, like chained up, and the cell moves away. Seems like that they could just pull him out. You know, and it'd be a little cheaper, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, agreed. <laughs> or or what? They, it they has a door in. that opens. Just open <laughs> yeah. the door. Yeah, just go in. <laughs> um, but then I, I got to tell you, they build it as this big Hannibal Lecter. All the previews and everything looked like this big Hannibal Lecter ripoff. Give it two episodes though. Make sure you check it out. Give it two episodes because the beginning of the second episode, everything changes. He's kind of a free roaming. Thing I don't want to give too many yeah, spoilers, they, they but take they the change it back. Yeah, yeah, they change it a little bit. So he still has this kind of Hannibal Lecter esque uh, intelligence factor, and 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 looking everybody, they're coming to him looking for advice, and he's kind of omniscient. Imagine, imagine if when Clarice goes to find Buffalo Bill. And gets knocked out, or, or when the lights go out, or whatever, she's in a lot of trouble. But Hannibal shows up and saves her. Yeah, that's kind of this thing. Hmm. Plus, James Spader is playing the 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 guy in this, and he's just—it's a wonderful. He's fantastic. It's a great role for him. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. It's called Blacklist. Uh, I think we're on what episode four now, going on episode five. Going on episode five. Yep. Uh, check it out. Go back and watch the other episodes. It's a really good show if you like. Um, this thing had like a seven-minute commercial on YouTube over the summer, which spoiled the entire first episode, yeah. but it, it intrigued the heck out of me, and it yeah, is great. Absolutely. So check it out. That's uh, that's my horizon. And with that, we'll go ahead and take a quick break and come back with our topic. And 
and we're back. All right, so this being our Halloween episode, we're going to discuss a little bit. Um, uh, last year, we talked about a few specific monsters in the, the Universal Monsters, and we talked about where they came from and how they were used and so on and so forth. And then at the end of the episode, we uh, tried to create a new monster. I think <laughs> last year what we wanted to do was we, we wanted to do that, which we did. We did. And we wanted to talk about like real creepy stuff that's happened to us or that we've heard of or like done firsthand or secondhand, whatever. Right. And we didn't get, we didn't have enough time to do it. What right. real creepy stuff have you done firsthand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, it doesn't have to be and like. Yeah, are there witnesses? That plead the fifth. Yeah, 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 prior. The strangler. Um, so this year, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, creatures from real world mythology that make it into your games. And I'd like to take the, this was a topic that Steve suggested here. And I'd like to take the ball a little bit further, and I'd also like to discuss modern mythology. Uh, I, I think there's an interesting discussion there in that the, the, the there's a decided lack of it. First of all, what, what do you think the difference is between myth and fiction? Um, is it just for me? It's just because I think that fiction is usually attributed to somebody or one person. Yeah, and myth is usually attributed commonly to, held to maybe a people or yeah, nobody really owns it. Yeah. Good, good definition. Yeah. Therefore, so, it makes good fodder for fiction. making for making tabletop. Now, RPG. Dan, I, I think from our text messages earlier, I very much disagree with you that there's. It depends on what you consider modern. Well, if you're considering some modern, of it is what you consider. What do you consider a monster? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's start with this. When I was brainstorming this earlier, my first original, my first idea was zombies. As far as modern mythology, that's really yeah, the biggest thing that's come out of modern times. Zombies outside of the voodoo sense were not a thing until Night of the Living Dead. Not at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a modern. That's 60s? 69? Yeah, really close. Or yeah, it's yeah. close to the 70s. So that's as modern as it gets, I think. I don't think there's anything beyond zombies. Other, I, There's one example, and I'll let Mac talk about it. But there's, uh, I, I don't think that there's a whole lot else. I think that it, it, it's puzzling to me because we, we covered it in a, in a previous episode where when people stop having to worry about where they're going to get their food, uh, stop having to fight the wolves out of their front yard to keep their house. <laughs> right, right. And, and stop, stop being having, afraid of random strangers. Stop having to keep their kids from going out and getting killed by animals. Right. Well, stop yeah. having to fish to, yeah. for, for lunch and having to hunt what you eat and stop having to worry about surviving so much. One of my roommates owns a bunch of old, like really old collections of Grimm's fairy tales, mm -hmm. like old versions of it, old printings. And he likes reading them over and over again. I'm like, well, yeah, they were trying, and how horrible they are. And I'm like, yeah, they're trying to teach you like, don't go don't, get, don't get lost in the woods. Don't, talk to strangers don't like don't make deals you know like yeah once you take that that part of everyday life for a lot of people out of the equation i feel like creativity flourishes then at that point because they can then spend their energy on more creative endeavors and, and i feel like lately uh, in the past what 30 years we'll say 40 years i feel like that rather than creating new new creative projects We've created new mediums, and it feels to me like a lot of the times we've just been trying to cram old creative endeavors into those new mediums and see how they work. I don't really feel like there's been a whole lot of new um, mythos that comes out of 
the world today. Let me ask you this. One of the things that I posit as, as modern mythos is aliens, like greys. UFOs right. and abduction and that whole thing. 1950s. Is it? Is, I call that modern. Okay. Unless you're into the whole. Yeah. Like, Are you saying that that's just aliens, ancient aliens? Yeah, the Egyptians. Yeah, but even that's, that's, yeah. even that's retroactive. Yeah, that that's that's made up now. They weren't thinking that back yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. There's no way these ancient civilizations could learn how to cut and move stone. Yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> it's not like. But, they had so many other things that there were that was important. It's not in their like lives. they drew pictures of them doing it, right? Like, <laughs> but 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 like, is that there's an argument to make to be made that that's fairy with space? You know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand what you're saying. But hmm. the other argument could be that that's the same. That's the god complex. That's the Greek. Uh, uh, pantheon. Just, That's, just more powerful meddlers. But in our thing, it's monsters. There's no appearance of benevolence or deference to their higher power or anything like <laughs> They're that. They're like, my butt, don't throw me! <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> my they're, cows! Martha, they're coming for the cattle! <laughs> nice. I got to protect my cows! Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see where you're coming from there, but I, I think the... When you start breaking it down to the stories that are told about a specific thing, then you're not getting into mythology anymore. You're getting into fiction. And and when you break it down, but I think that there's a mythology that goes along with it. There's tons of uh, there's tons of tropes of zombies that nobody can point to exactly where like the idea came from. Right. Same okay. thing with aliens. There's tons of tropes of aliens that nobody can point to exactly where the idea came from. Right. I and could, that's yeah, why I, I say zombies is one, aliens is one. I, I think that they're just I think that they're different. Uh, All right. Mythologies. You can tell the same story in a lot of different... I think that modern science and technology has changed our worldview. We're not afraid of the woods anymore because right. we know everything that's in the woods. Right. But we've just found more crap yeah, to be we afraid can, of. We can Google Earth it. Aliens is... Yeah, totally. Aliens is an example of that, like, we there's... Out of our control. Space that we know. We know we know about space now and that there can be a completely, you know, foreign crap. Um, to some degree... Lovecraft was already writing about that stuff right. back in the day, but you know, yeah. we, 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 we have all this, the, the, the modern trappings of it, the sightings and the whole abduction myth and the close encounters and stuff like that. Yeah, that's I definitely all, call that a mythos. Right. I mean, that's, that's something that, uh, is part of people's daily lives. So other areas of science and technology lead in the same thing. Like modern, like machine and computer worlds give you like the matrix type stuff where you have, AI monsters and now I wonder about the AI possibly stuff. virtual worlds and stuff like that. You mentioned that one before, and I wonder about the AI stuff when you're talking about stuff like Asimov. Um, well, the, the the robot stuff. I mean, robots are murderers in a lot of that stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. and how yeah. long ago was that? Forty years. Yeah, yeah, roughly. So I mean, we're still talking around the same amount, same time period there. Well, Pulp Fiction is where a lot of these mythos got right. started because it's where a whole lot of similar ideas were written and written and over and over and over again right. until they became I know, greater Qu- than the writers. I didn't know writing. Quentin Tarantino came up with all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> At first, like I kind of had to like latch on to the concept of Pulp Fiction as it's opposed a chopper, to the baby. Right. Movie. <laughs> it's a zombie baby. Zed. <laughs> Zed's oh. dead. <laughs> Which is that is a word for it. Yeah. That's funny. But uh, but like then there's the like the monster virus, like the intelligent virus, or just the super virus, or like crazy crap like that's that. That's not really a mythology though. I mean, that's literally you're taking the yeah. concept of reality, the black plague Basically. and stuff like that, and just <laughs> yeah, applying no. it to t- uh, modern times. But with- now that we know that like what those things are, the idea that it's like if you take away the like magical aspect of it that they used to do back in the day or like that Nicolas Cage does now, you know, Black Death and all that. Mm-hmm. Um or not 
Black Death with Sean Bean. What was Nick? What was the Nick Cage one? Mm. Wasn't it? Adaptation. You know what I'm talking? Yeah, thank. Yeah, it was adaptation. <laughs> adaptation. We're just gonna go with that. Where go his daughter brings the plague, Cage movies. and he's a con. Is he a con man in that? I can't. Yeah, never mind. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I think you just mixed like five different movies. Yeah, I know, right? I and think then, you had twelve monkeys. And then he turns into the spirit of vengeance, and <laughs> then he goes to an island full of crazy women, and, and, he, and he meets that Indian talking guy, and then oh, it ends yeah, with him going, "You got too. snake eyes." <laughs> How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from there. But and in the in that the the, the proximity of people, just the nature of, of human existence today causes the the virus to spiral out of control because yeah. we're so many bodies on the ground the the scary bureaucracy the conspiracies you know i mean ever since uh jfk got assassinated well look at the x-files there's a mythos for you like absolutely that that was going to be one of mine in black are a thing that was going to be one of mine in that because we've we've romanticized so many of these uh creatures in these mythos that the very idea that organizations were created to combat these things is in of itself another mythos the bprd the x-files the 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 buffy the vampire Slayer, hell like the, when we talk about aliens project blue book is real yeah like absolutely okay. so the the very idea that those things were created as as an answer to the paranormal activity uh, that in and of itself is a, is a mythos that can be used in games pretty easily so would you consider i don't know what about all those um all those monster movies that came out in like the seventies, eighties, like uh God, Freddy Krueger, uh Michael Myers, would you consider that just fiction? I think, uh, I think Hellraiser The, the you Rise know. of Slasher Fix, I I wouldn't say come with an actual mythos. I don't no. think that there's okay. any yeah. like thought that any of that's just, real. They're just monsters that are fictional. I don't but even I think, think they're monsters. That's kind of so the slasher flick is kind of built on this this new idea of man made horror. Yeah, the the slasher flick I feel like falls in the same category as like the people who are enamored of of uh, serial killers and yep. that type of thing, and I'm I'm not yeah. saying just because you like slasher fix, you you're an Ed Gein fan. Making I'm them sa- that- making them supernaturals like an extra step and adds and like lets you make a movie out of it, but right. But and I, that's the only reason I brought it up is because they're it does always make universal style monsters, but werewolves were a thing before they before there was right. the Wolfman long before. Guys in hockey masks with machetes were not a thing before Friday the Thirteenth. Like, there's no mythos that actually goes along with them. Everybody knows the trappings of a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and everybody knows the the tropes. Trapping, yeah, the, and everybody knows the tropes of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie to the degree that when you put the two of them together, they actually use their weaknesses against each other when they're fighting. They're like, <laughs> yes, which was awesome. But you know, it, it with 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 like the remakes and stuff now they're just rehashing those old tropes and doing it you know, with slightly better cinematography that's and stuff. again what i was saying before was that we've created a bunch of new mediums but i feel like there's not a whole lot of new mythos coming out are, are people yeah. that either a jaded that they don't believe in magic anymore or b it, are we tapped as as a as a people is there nothing else to be scared of right now other maybe. than the, the ones that we have? Now, maybe it's cyclical. Like maybe in another 150 years, we will like start it over again. You know? Right. One of the problems yeah, okay. is how much light there is in the world now. Like we have access to the internet, so all kinds of yeah. people know all kinds of things. It's a 24-hour cycle where people are awake all the time. We've lit up so much of our world. We drive around all the time. We can go anywhere we want. We're very secure in our homes, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, the problem that becomes then 
is like, where are the shadows in your world where the monsters are hiding? And a lot of modern fiction is doing that sort of stuff. It is pointed in the direction of figuring out where the fairies still are and where right. the monsters still finding live. the old world stuff. You know, the 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 Nazis are still hiding out in like Siberia or crap like right. that. You know, the Nazi zombies or the see that that's another yeah. thing. I I kind of felt like Nazis, even though they were a very real uh, world organization we talked about how they turned into like a throwaway yeah they're just a toss away victim they're (laughs) They're, a toss away villain they're possibly the easiest to point at like true evil that has ever happened i think that yeah i agree for i think it's they're they're different like cultural aspects though like never mind (laughs) for for an american and like somebody that's born into american society a nazi can represent something slightly different than a Polish person or right. even a Jew, right. like even an American Jew, maybe. But because it's like the, the whole like Captain America versus them ideology where it's just like they stand for everything that we like or they stand against everything that we like and we stand for. As therefore, opposed to these being actual like monsters. Yeah. That they as, right. some of these other as opposed to like the, per, like, the people in Poland who watched their families get murdered, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's an ideal versus a, right. a, a physical threat. Right. Uh, now the, we're talking about, we're talking about modern mythologies and whatnot. I have two, two other ones. Uh, but before I do that, Mac, you touched on bureaucracies earlier. I'm pretty certain that uh, bureaucracies and conspiracy theories have been around since there have been groups of people. I, I think it's a new thing. This you whole think so? this whole the idea that the government is so foreign that you don't even like you won't even recognize its behavior. You know, Brazil type crap. That, all that stuff's new. Well, yeah, I could see that, but you don't think that when the the Catholic Church and the Crown were wrestling for the control of the the people that there wasn't some of this going on. And that the, the the general populace. Didn't I think it was pretty. Like I think it was pretty out in the open. I think there weren't a lot of secrets. Two completely different entities that were wrestling for their attention. I really. Or do you think they were just they, swallowing it hook and like, hook line and sinker? The word cabal was an acronym for five guys who were the ministers to the to King Charles the Second. I think in like sixteen hundred. That was the first time when it was like a small group of people who run a lot of shit. Hmm. The Illuminati was around the same time. Yeah, like I mean, that's where I was going next. Was the Illuminati, the Freemasons, the the Knights Templar? Yeah, uh, all, all of those things kind of feel like conspiracy theories to me. I think that there's like a special level of like abstraction that you can take those organizations. You know, you can make them just mystery fodder with people who are their members and stuff. I feel like you could just take the Illuminati uh, concept and just apply it to anything, any any time period, any day. The idea of secret societies is it, it, it it's probably say it's safe to say is a mythos that's been around for a long time. I think that also borders you know, the, on the, occultism. The, the cult of Dionysus well. having yeah. bacchanals back in the day, like which is mixing uh Greek and Roman names for the same god, but um, <laughs> um like that the, there've always been feigns and cults of secrecy and yeah, it's probably not a new mythos to say that there are conspiracies around. I think government conspiracies are kind of different, but uh, There's I, also like the I got a guy to get on the show. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, he'll be a treat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, what, what is he'll he'll be a treat. You, is you, it you Alex ever, Jones? Can we have can we have Garber on the same episode? Because Garber's got an uncle who's uh, super like believes that like the new world order is coming, and Garber's always like good. 
Great. Yeah. Yes. Bring Let's it on. This. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're going to have a conspiracy theory episode, and uh, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Are you going to bring you know who? Now, I, I started uh, I started to bring something up a little bit later, or a little bit earlier, uh, before we went back to bureaucracies, and that is... Mac, you were talking about where are the shadows? Where are the scary places at? Uh, where are the places that are beyond our control, that are beyond our our prying eyes and the all-seeing eye of you know Google Earth? <laughs> um, and, and one of those places right now is the internet. Yeah. And the big one from the internet, you called dibs fair and square. Yep. Dibs, Go ahead. Dibs did. Slender Man. So the idea is that there's. Uh, all right. It, it, it's really cleverly backed up. Um, the idea is that Slender Man is a, th- is, is a, like, it's a, it's a really tall, like, uh, I'd say like nine feet tall. Yeah, lanky thing. humanoid. Lanky, uh, no defined facial features, but it has the shape of a, of a humanoid. Its arms are too long, its legs are too long, and it's really skinny and typically wearing something like a, a suit. A black suit. Yeah. Um, it is it is fuzzy and in the background of pictures, and the idea is that anybody who's ever actually seen the thing, it will kill. Right. Like it will find it knows that you've seen it, and it will find you, and it will kill you. So then there's this idea that everybody who's ever that it's been around forever, and everybody who's ever seen it has been killed. Um, there's actually there's a Doctor Who villain called the Silence that's been on Earth like for thousands of years, but everybody who's ever seen it, when they look away from them, they forget. They forget it, yeah. yeah. So nobody ever knows that they were there the entire time. Slender Man's kind of based on something like that. Um, but in the modern era, there are pictures now. There's video recording and there are pictures, and sometimes people will accidentally catch Slender Man. So the, the, the mythos of it is that the, to find these old pictures that have this indiscriminate, like, tall... Uh, uh, creepy figure that's out of context and stuff in the background of things, and that's Slender Man. Usually now, having something to do with children. Yeah, and now you have now discovered this that that it exists, and you're now it's just now a matter of time until you eventually see it, and then it comes after you. Like it's and it's a really cool like modern idea. It's a modern shape. You know, it's not based on something in the past. It it has it has the modern trapping of mis- mystery. I, I thought the same thing about the the movie The Ring. Uh, the, that, that kind that of thing. That was kind of a cool yeah. delivery system for your villain. The passage of, yeah, that she left a psychic imprint or whatever. Yeah, but that on like on a VHS tape. tape. Yeah, the idea is that it's in the images. <laughs> Who yeah. knew that this was only going to be that's a, a, a horror, a reign of horror that would only last about 17, 18 years. <laughs> yeah, that's well, a memetic virus. Yeah, that's product <laughs> yeah. cycle. They couldn't know. That's well, a memetic virus. Know. That's a thought virus. Yeah. The images that are on that tape cause you to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Go ahead, Slender Man. <laughs> So, like, and, and it's become fodder for a bunch of, of pulp horror now, but it's a really clever idea for the development of a new, new, and it uses the trappings of technology to explain something that it can still have, like, an ancient idea of horror. It adds a level of mystery in that you have no idea what it is or where it came from. But and complete accessibility. The other part is borrowed from slasher movies now of the inevitability. Like, it will yeah. get you. Now, the, the, he will find you. <laughs> it started out. It started out as a uh, uh, a photo comp- a photo editing competition on something awful. dot com is what it was. Did it? Oh, yeah. really? That's how it started out. And uh, I can't remember the guy Victor something or other uh, was his username. He 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 sent in these couple a couple of pictures that involved children and the Slender Man in the background. But more so than that, he had like a couple of passages, just a few lines yeah. that went with the picture. And it was stuff like, um, 
seen outside Slenderman discovered in photo of yeah, yeah. such and such so and so uh, photographer Jane blah 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 uh, found dead one week later you know or the 14 kids died in a fire you know or something like that so it was like these little captions oh yeah I forgot that part about how disaster accompanies it yeah, yeah it, there was these little captions that went along with it that with the along with the picture and the strangeness of the the form in the background uh, along with the the captions the little snippets of story that went with it created an entire an entire concept that within two pictures and two paragraphs uh captured the the concept of the slender man and created a new mythos i think bbc called it the first uh web-based myth ever the first real web-based myth now for as far as utility wise if you if you guys would like to check out more about the slender man or several other um internet-based monsters there you can they they're kind of in a collection of stories called creepypasta <laughs> and what this is it's very short stories about monstrous con- concepts that that are that are just put out there uh, all fan based and and you can you can dig around there and find some find some neat ideas for your for your games and whatnot. Uh, just look up creepy pasta. Yeah, creepy pasta. It's pretty prevalent in a four chan, from what I understand. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking of copy pasta, and that's completely different. Well, creepy pasta. I've read some creepy pasta posts from four chan, so maybe that's where I'm drawing the parallel. Creepy pasta. Uh, also, I can't remember for the life of me the name of the website that Ross Payton told me to check out when I interviewed him last year. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. So uh, check it out at carpegm.net. Check out the show notes, and I'll, I'll denote the website. And basically, what this was was a collection of of short stories and just weird monsters. Like the one that I saw was like there's this creature made of concrete that uh, is locked up in a room in this facility, and um, if you aren't looking at it, it will it can move. So it's kind of like the the, uh, the weeping angels, yeah. <laughs> but it's like someone is in that room twenty four hours a day looking at the thing, so it's off in the corner, and it it never moves because <laughs> they uh, know about it because they know what it'll do. Yeah, uh, so I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of those in there that are that would be great for like one shots and whatnot. So, That's a pretty cool opportunity for like uh, to to be able to tell a story about why it's in that room, and then to tell the backstory of how they figured out that like what it is and how it works and how it chased somebody into this room before they were able f- to finally coordinate and like stare the thing down for the rest of whatever. Or maybe you're trying to figure out, you tell the story backward. What you know? it, yeah. Trying to figure out what it is that you're, you're, you're fighting and you stumble across the old files for its stay in this facility. Uh, yeah. It might be something you can mess with. Um, anybody have anything else? Uh, I mean, as far as real world mythologies, the easy stuff is like the dragons, right. um, the 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 gorgons. Wendigo, our Wendigo, Wendigo. I know I know a guy who uh, lived in Minnesota for a long time, even when he was a little kid and stuff. And depending on where you lived, that was like your family's version of the boogeyman. Because they didn't want kids going out into the woods and stuff and falling yeah, it's, through it's ice. It's weird. It's come so far because the original... Skinwalkers. All right. Wendigo yeah. was, was Algonquin. 
And uh-huh. it was... Uh, yeah, it's a Native it, it American was, myth. Yeah, yeah, it was essentially a myth where but that's, it was cannibalism is bad or you'll become this thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it was essentially what it it's, was. It's don't, it, not even just cannibalism necessarily. It was don't kill other people. Yeah, don't, like, don't, yeah. don't, don't succumb to bloodlust. And that... Uh, I mean, but it, it was so prevalent like in the, in the American North and like Canada and stuff like that in the Northwest that families would, you know, depending on where you were... It would the become, myth was or cannibalism was? <laughs> the myth. Okay. And from what I understand, there is an actual, like, there's a thing you can get that involves, like, a protein Kuru. deficiency or something like that, yeah. where if you cannibalize enough, you will start, your brain will start to have a protein it, problem. Yeah. There, sorry, there's sure a, what it was. N- n- not exactly necessarily. There's a a, a, a a genetic disorder that can cause deformation of proteins. It happens naturally to some degree. The deformation of proteins causes them to deform other proteins, and they become basically sharp. And they poke <laughs> holes in things, um, and when they encounter other proteins, they twist them into a similar shape. In in genetics, it's called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. But if you eat someone who has Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, you get a disease called Kuru, which is acquired Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, huh. because they're, the proteins from their brain cause the proliferation of the proteins. You know, it takes several years to kill you, but it will kill you. And there's actually, it's called Kuru because it was, there was a, I, th- I believe, an Australian Aboriginal tribe whose funeral rites were partly cannibalistic. And one guy in the tribe, like 60 years before, had developed completely spontaneously genetically Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. When he died, they ate him, and it gradually made its way through the entire tribe and killed almost all of them. <laughs> Do not eat people. <laughs> Wendigo. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't, it does. It does fuck? drive you insane before it kills you. It's plenty, plenty of ways to use that in your games, like syphilis. <laughs> and a lot of these these monsters are empirically already in bestiaries and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, kind of getting mixed in with that mythos is the the Sasquatch and the Yeti. Yeah, uh, they kind of get blurred in with the Wendigo and the Jersey Devil and the yeah. Chupacabra. Chupacabra and all that stuff. <laughs> Did you know that uh, the weird gold sucker zoological? What is it? The the crypto cryptozoological Crypto-zo- stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Did you know the Terrasque is a mythological creature? What? No yeah. way. It's like is uh, it called that the Terrasque. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's like a uh, Persian myth, but it's really really ancient. Crazy. Yeah. And it doesn't look anything like the terror-esque that D&D players know. Uh, before we go any further, uh, while you were while you guys were talking about eating people, I uh, <laughs> I did a little research and I found out that it's called the SCP Foundation, is the website that uh, Ross Payton was talking about. Uh, Ross Payton from Role Playing Public Radio when I interviewed him last year. Um, that's the the wiki that contains all of these these files and stories of all these weird monsters and the the SCP foundation is the the foundation that that collects all of these stories and 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 the 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 monsters themselves so uh check it out it's a, it's a user supported uh people can just write in about it a lot of good stuff i'll put the links in the show notes this cover page has no horror references on it whatsoever none whatsoever it makes it look very clinical and plain doesn't yeah. it yeah um yeah it's literally just a there's an ad for Alzheimer's yeah, I was research. Like, that, Alzheimer's research. That could be. Oh no, it's an ad. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, it really could just be like you know, government.org. Uh, even that will have a flag or something on it. I'm sure. The tagline is to secure, contain, and protect. 
Uh, so there you go. Check that one out. <laughs> to punish and destroy. <laughs> How about you guys? You got anything else? Is this like a for? is this like a hiding in plain sight type thing where it's like they're yeah, really like much, yeah that's pretty much a society that like hunts I'm down. I'm sure this and kills. is run by the lone gunman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, deep throat. One of the, be- the that's a, that's a in my website. opinion, the single best episode of the X Files <laughs> is the backstory of uh, uh, cancer, cancer man, man? the uh, cigarette yeah. smoking man. Yeah. It's like it's him through history. Like he's the guy who shot JFK. He's the guy who shot MLK. Like, it's the negative Forrest Gump. All, yeah, yes, it's exactly yeah. like that. It's, it's, it's the negative Forrest Gump. If and the Forrest whole time, Gump had a polar opposite. It'd be Cancer Man. And the whole time he's trying to like become a mystery writer, and he's been basically writing his actual life exploits. And people keep going too unbelievable and stuff like this. And <laughs> he ends up all depressed and smoking all kinds of cigarettes and is old and stuff. And eventually, some a magazine actually like uh, picks up his 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 stories and is like willing to publish him and stuff. And he's he writes his it, it, it's it's after he's already been in the X Files and he writes up his resignation letter and everything. He's like finally I can go legit and all this stuff and be recognized rather than living in the darkness and doing all this <laughs> crazy dark shit. And then he realizes that the magazine that uh, picked it up is a porno mag and that they edited a bunch of his stuff. They changed his ending and stuff. Oh. So he, he, he like tears up his resignation letter and then gets all pissed off. But he, the opening of this episode is that he's like pointing a gun at the lone gunman who are three like internet nerds who are tapped into a lot of conspiracy and government stuff. Right. And they're telling Mulder this story and they're like, I, we want to tell you the story because I, you're not going to believe where we got it from, but it seems really compelling. And I think it's the background on this guy. I think it's a legit story because we can back a lot of this up. And it's, and it's that one of the lone gunmen subscribed to that porno mag <laughs> and read the story and was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> And, and and he like hears the whole story and at the end of it the guy's like it was actually pretty well written I didn't like the ending though and it made you feel kind of sorry for the guy and 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 gets cigars or cigarette smoking man's like got a sniper rifle in it with a huge mic on the front of it and he's been listening their whole conversation and at the end and he's just like he's kind of persuaded by them saying that they like the writing and stuff at the end of it and he just decides not to kill them right there. <laughs> And it's like, what the hell? I don't remember this one. Oh, that, it, that it, it's crazy. Like when he first reads the thing, he ends up sitting. He he's he's he thought his whole life was going to change. He's quit he's quit smoking cigarettes. He's on the patch and stuff. And he but he gets really depressed immediately. He tears up his thing and throws it in the trash. He he finishes. He sits down on a park bench, but just like randomly on the street somewhere, not like in front of a park, not picturesque. There's just an industrial building behind him, next to some homeless guy. You know, big beard and, and dirty and stuff like that. He finishes reading the story and he throws it away in the trash next to him. And he's and he and he does this speech. He does the like life is like a box of chocolate speech. <laughs> I'm telling you, and it's actually negative. about a box of chocolates. He's like, but he's like, you know, you, you end up you buy him for a loved one, but you end up eating by yourself. And after you've gone through all the good ones, all you're left is the hard toffee and the nuts at the end of the life. And it's just like the most depressing <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Single best episode of of the X Files. It's incredible. Uh, the, the the angle that um, one angle of of modern day stuff that that I don't feel like gets enough exposure is that of the reporter. I would love to do like a, a horror campaign from the eyes of like a Globe or a Weekly World News reporter. And there, what other mythology? 
that we have been or that that I wanted to 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 bring up was like the the whole the modern like extreme hell type stuff like Hellraiser, Clive Barker type stuff, right? Or, or Event Horizon. Those always seem like the ones that reporters end up tapping into. Or like, yeah, you either get to it through like the military through like Doom or or in that case Event Horizon or like the Hellraiser ones are very often like somebody researching stuff, yeah. coming it. across the wrong box yeah. or, or or opening the wrong what book. What's your pleasure, Mister? That's how they always start. Uh, not all of them, but yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, uh, like I think Hellraiser 3 is actually a reporter who just kind of stumbles into it. Yeah. She's investigating crime and stuff. There's a lot of those There's a lot there. of those stories out there. And, you know, having the reporter and his cameraman and and the the kid that the cameraman had to bring to work that day... Yeah, and, I mean, this sounds like a viable adventure group that would do well in, say, a survival horror uh, campaign. I think it'd make for a, a fun... Jimmy Olsen finds a puzzle box. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys got anything else on this topic? Uh, no. Well, I hope uh, hope we were able to bring something that you didn't know about to the table or or, or even shed a different light. Got something? Yeah, Mothman. We forgot to do it. You want to talk about Mothman? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they're like, uh, can't I can't remember exactly where the town is where it, it all started, but it's in New it, Jersey or something. Yeah, it? it's something or like Virginia that. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I want to say somewhere like New England, but they they have a, a legend called the Mothman, and basically, it's kind of a uh, a herald of. Like some kind of disaster, or something of doom, yeah, or some something sort, yeah. something bad's gonna happen. And there are people who uh, see it more than others. But essentially, what happened is is like this whole town kind of adopted the legend of the Mothman, right? And then it spread. And I guess that's kind of uh, that's a mythos. Yeah, that's how. I yeah. guess you could say that's how they start. When I can't remember exactly, but I think that there's a a a predating myth of Mothman type visions in. In the four of a, a disaster from Russia, that I think actually see this is I, I haven't in heard Soviet about this, Russia. So. Mothman caused the damage. No, I, I believe that there is there's something related, and that's what like gave a bunch of credence to this other like they're called Mothman prophecies. Right, like, there's a movie. Yeah, there's a movie. It was good okay. movie. Yeah, I like the movie. Deborah Messing good for about it was five fun. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's how it shows how. Uh, mythos can begin and spread. I mean, it starts with a few people in the community adopts it, and then it branches off from there. Yeah. So there's no real ownership. It's just, well, weird stuff's happening, and, and the human nature is to try to answer the question. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you know you're trying to answer questions, and everyone else sees it as like, oh, this is fun to believe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll pay it forward, and it turns into something. Well, this is one of crazy. those that, like aliens, is based on reoccurring phenomenon. Like right. multiple people had similar visions in right. this one town. Like, ha- have you seen this? Uh, that I-, I feel like it's kind of bordering on when you're when you're talking about the Northman prophecies. I-, I feel like it's kind of bordering on like the village, the the in that Shyamalan <laughs> yeah, movie where maybe. it's like a, there's a, it's more like science where she gives a prophecy. Like, yeah, see, there there are a lot of people. I've seen a documentary about it's called Eyes of the Mothman. It's it's actually not bad. Um, there are a lot of people in it who try to attribute it to ancient Native American curses and other things that you know they can kind of try to explain it. But there are different ways that 
people try to explain it. People people bring different things to the table, right? And all of those are also kind of myth. So yeah, so it all kind of yeah. it all kind of balls together. Yeah. But the, uh, so yeah, yeah I mean that, that's kind of that's kind of an illustration of how uh, one mythology can absorb another one as well, though. Yeah. Uh, bringing, if your answer for why the sun rises and sets isn't the same as my answer for why the sun rises and sets, but you might make a valid point. Uh, maybe those two come, those two mythos, those two mythologies come together and create a new thing. Uh, as as people try to rationalize things that they don't understand. Right. Well, with that, I'm going to go ahead and call it. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Carpe Diem Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mac. Support the hobby. Support the industry. Support your local game store. And wait, no, there's something. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about, actually. Okay, what's that? Uh, there's this guy who, like, I don't know, people talk about it. It's like if you say his name or something, something bad happens. Wait, you don't have to say it. I think we all know about it. No, I think, like, do, do you God know about damn it, this, Steve, shut, shut, shut up. Do you know about this, No, name? no, I, don't say his name. Have you heard about this? Don't say that. Don't. Well, there's this guy. I think his name's Candlejack.